0: And welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Well, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host today, Sean Matheson, GRSA's Racing Manager, I'm joined by Lockie Stace in the chair. Lockie, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be on, Sean. What a week we've had. Everything's been happening. Of course, uh, the Greyhound of the Year Saturday night, a massive night here at Angle yep. Park. and Plenty of big racing to go alongside it as well.
0: Well, Lockie, I mean, you did host the Greyhound of the yeah. Year and I was going to introduce you. I don't know how many hats you're wearing at the moment. <laughs> you're a radio race caller, you're the starter and now host of the Greyhound of the Year. Of course, you do MCing for yeah. us at all our country tracks. So, I mean, you're pretty much a jack of all trades for
1: us. It's been a busy week and it's been a busy couple of months, a couple of years, in fact. So, no, nah, I'm very I'm enjoying a lot and it's great to be back on the dog cast yep. today as well. We've got a big program coming up. And I'm Excellent. looking forward to getting into it.
0: Absolutely. So, on the show... We'll have a look back at the winners of the Tab Greyhound of the Year Awards and what a wonderful night that was, which held up in Chase's Restaurant. Uh, we've got a big preview on Sunday night, Group mm. 3, Murray Bridge Cup Heat, so we'll have a look at them. And we'll also have a look back at the Meadows on Saturday night. Victor Damien and Captain Larry did SA Proud running third and fourth um, in the Australian Cup, so we'll have a look at them We'll also touch on the launching pad heats tonight. We've got three nice heats. So mm-hmm. that's all coming up on this edition of the Dotcast.
1: The Week in Review.
0: Okay, well, The Week in Review is brought to you by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison program, and they are based right here in SA. Visit their website at freshpetfoodco.com.au Uh, For more information And Lockie They're a wonderful sponsor And they do a great job for us Now We have the review For this week's show And the topics We're going to cover We're going to look back Saturday night What a night it was Um, The SA Grey Hand of the Year Awards um, The main award Lockie, taken out by Mally Magic for Tony Rasmussen. Um, any surprises there for, for him taking the top award?
1: Uh, not really. I think he's been our best greyhound over the 530-metre journey. Obviously, I thought the main danger was Fantastic Ragley, who yep. was second on 28 votes, but Mally Magic really was the top polar on each voting card, and he's really done a lot this season. When you yeah. look back on last year, of course, uh, yeah, it could be 32 starts for 12 wins. Um, was competitive interstate, of course, cook out our 50th anniversary yep. cup, um, which was a big achievement as well. So it was a big time performer throughout the year. Um, obviously he had a little, uh, some issues here and there throughout 2022 and, um, you know, sometimes wasn't racing up to his best form, but uh, we really saw some of the best of him. And of course, um, Tony rasmussen who wasn't there on yep. Saturday night due to commitments in Melbourne with Victor Damien. Um, but Lisa Rasmussen, Rasmussen was very proud, and a Cam Butcher was there to accept the award as well. So that Butcher and Rasmussen combination, they'll be very proud of what they've been able to do with his greyhound, Mally Magic. He's definitely been the uh, star performer for okay. 2022.
0: Well, just the votes, as you touched on there. Mally Magic, 33 votes. Fantastic Radley, 28 votes. Victor Grosso, 23 votes. So they were the clear top yeah. three, Lockie. And Springvale Max on 12, and Victor Hayden on 9, rounded out the top five but yeah as you mentioned probably no surprises and and the 50th anniversary 50,000 of the winner that you know the second biggest race at Angle Park for the year, really outside the Adelaide Cup, probably helped a long way for him just to edge over Fantastic Radley, who
1: did have a wonderful season. Yeah, he did. He did. And there's no um, Fantastic Radley over his respective distance, over the 730 metre journey he was for Greyhound to beat. And that shows of his track record and uh, what he's been able to do over that distance, the amount of races he won in a row, and of course representing SA in a national distance final. So uh, Radley had a great year and, uh, Uh, I think if it was any other year where we didn't have a dog like Mally Magic, he probably might have got there in the end. But, uh, no, very intriguing. Uh, I thought that's how it it would fall. I thought it would be between Mally Magic and Fantastic Ragley when I saw the nominations. Victor Grosso, he had a massive year as well with track records. Um, But, uh, yeah, just really probably struggled a little bit when it came to feature races. But um, overall, when he raced it, Goula and Mount Gambier, and yep. he scored some massive wins there and some ma- in some massive times as well. So um, all three of those Greyhounds I their own claim to the award, but uh, Mally Magic in the end, just with that 50th anniversary cup and his record, um, too good for the tap Greyhound of the year.
0: Okay, well, he took out the top award. He also took out the sprinting Greyhound of the year. Um, Fantastic Radley was the stayer of the year, probably no surprises there on the night. Victor Grosso, um, because... Um, Radley and Mally Magic are not SA bred. Victor Grosso yeah. took out the SA bred Greyhound of the Year. So yep. the awards are pretty pretty much spread around to yeah. a, a lot of the, the greyhounds. The yeah. other voted awards on the night, um, Toby West took out the SA Short Course of the Year Award and it was it got a really good response in the room for Adam yeah. Anton.
1: Yeah, it did. Adam's a really good bloke. Um, him and his... Uh Partner Jane worked very hard, obviously, um, in all aspects of Greyhound racing, really. Agam's been on committees, and Jane's yeah. been a bit supporter of Greyhounds as pets. And um, they both do a fantastic job. And I think that's why there was such a positive response in the room and a good feeling when Toby West won that award. Of course, Toby West, he's equal for goal track record that hasn't been even close to being um, broken or equaled since 2014. So he holds that track record now with Avid Tyson for the 400-meter journey, and I think that in itself It's probably enough to win you the award because um, that is a very tricky track record to even consider breaking or getting close to. So Toby West, fantastic year. He can do it over the longer journey as well. We've seen him win races over the 5.30 and uh, he does have a nice bit of closing speed as well, which helps him out. But once he gets left out in front over that short course journey, that's when we really see him come to life and that speed and that mid-race acceleration really get away from his rivals.
0: Uh, one of the other awards on the night was the Seneke Award of Excellence, and we've had a lot of SA bred, predominantly SA owned dogs trained by um, interstate trainers mm. perform really well over the years. And this this award was introduced. Now, we had two main candidates, which was um, he's on fire, which yeah. you know um, you know ran third in the Million Dollar Chase, a terrific effort. Yeah. Um, but Bedrock Fred took the award. Um, had five trainers, lucky yeah. throughout the year, interstate trainers, um, but. You know, ran second in a group one, won a couple of um, group uh, three races along the way, particularly in Queensland, great in Queensland. So, again, another worthy winner, I think, and, again, doing SA proud on the national scene.
1: Well, I think the five trainers really shows if there was a big distance race to be won in yep. Perth, New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, he was going to be their bedrock Fred and rightfully so. He was competitive in all of them, um, of course, taking out uh, two Group 3s in Queensland and then winning a heat of the Group 1 Queensland Cup. Well, that's a big big um, effort and running second in the finals. So he's been in some big races. Um, he's been a big time player when it comes to the interstate um, staying scene. Yeah. So um, rightfully so, he should have won that. So well done to the Barber team there, Bedrock, had a big year
0: probably just touching on a couple of other uh, main awards. Uh, Joint winners of the run of the year. I mean, we had three outstanding candidates, but it was Victor Grosso for his track record at Gawler and um, Stout Manelli who ran amazing time here over the 5.95 that no one's got close to took out the joint award, which is unusual to have two run of the years but they were outstanding runs, weren't they?
1: It was interesting when we listened back to that replay in a room of Stout Manelli and Brendan Yakes afterwards, he almost couldn't believe the time that was on the clock and he wanted to get it checked And I think there's a bit of laughter in the room, but that just shows what a massive run that was by Stout Minnelli that yeah. night. He was so dominant in the early stages of the year, and then to do that over the 5.95 uh, was just a terrific performance. And no one has got close to that time since. No. We've had a few Greyhounds break 34 seconds. I think uh, another one of Aloisi's, uh, I think Ravers Army broke uh, 34 yep. seconds a couple of weeks back, but. Um, no one's got close to that 33.68, and I think it'll be a while, or maybe never, <laughs> until we actually see some greyhound actually get close to that over that middle journey of 595 meters. And there's been some good greyhounds uh, compete over that journey since that track record was set. Um, Big De Grosso as well. That run at Goula was massive, of course, yeah. over the five feet one. That was another track record that had not been broken in quite a few years. Yeah. And the fact that he got up and ran 30 and 22 and break that track record because Gola does have a log, a log of long-standing track records is a big effort. So um, both deserve to be rung of the I year so. and I agree completely with the voting there. It was uh, shared winners and uh, that was fully correct. I reckon they were both amazing rungs. And the other couple of main awards on the night,
0: Outstanding Achievement Awards, we had Kay Vasari, who does yep. a wonderful job with um, our race rugs, a huge contributor to Gap as well. Yeah. She was quite emotional, uh, as can be expected. It was How a bit It of was a surprise yeah. for her. I mean, it's great. Those You were hosting, Lockheed. Yeah. It's great. I mean, you're going to get that raw emotion from people, but when they're affected that way, because it means so much to yeah. them um, and to be recognized in such a way, um, she was a bit lost for words. I, partly because she was a bit surprised by it, took her back a bit, yeah. but also because, I mean, it is nice to be recognised.
1: But it's good to see um, someone like her who probably does a little bit of a thankless job get recognition for the work she's done and uh, the response from the room also said it all. Um, the, uh, when she um, got announced for the award, the applause afterwards had a bit of a heartbeat to it. I think a lot of people in that room wanted to show their appreciation towards her and the work she's done and uh, very humble, and uh, it was great to see her receive that honour and be uh, so happy and almost overcome with emotion on the night because it was uh, something she probably wasn't expecting yep. but a well-deserved award at the same time. And
0: Mike Widoltz, um, mm. who retiring from the Gawler Greyhound Racing Club Committee, again, a huge contributor. Yeah. And um, well, you don't normally get a lot out of Mike and uh, you were able to get a bit out of him. I know yeah. you, I know you know him re- pretty well actually. Yeah, and, I was... Um, it was good to, again, get a bit of, a bit of emotion from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he had a speech. I was yeah. not expecting that. I was expecting myself to ask a couple of questions, but I found myself after he did that big speech, not having to ask him anything else because yeah. he covered everything. And, uh, when you look back on his time in greyhound racing, especially when it comes to being on committees and um really being a strong force when it comes to administration in the industry, um he's achieved quite a few things. And uh, the Gawler Greyhound Club, um it's thriving these days with a facility up there, the Nixon's Function Centre. Um and obviously Mike was a big part in uh making sure the gola Greyhound Club remained viable because there were stages decades ago where, um as Bob may. Um, explained before he presented Mike with the award that it were troubling times for the Golda Greyhound Club mm-hmm. and Mike's been a massive part in making sure that club is successful and viable so it was great to see him get an award obviously he's had some success as a trainer but um, his work as a committee man and some of the stuff he's done for the industry over the years was um, obviously more than deserving of being recognised so uh, it was great to see him get that award. And
0: one more to wrap up by a review of, of- A big night, Saturday night, filthy phantom. Um, We did a little bit of video presentation, which was excellent, which is on our social media um, at the moment. And again, the Greyhound and for Tony, getting well-recognized. He's turning seven next month, Lockie, um, 336 starts. Um, He's just breaking all the barriers for longevity in racing, isn't he? Um, He is still racing really well in Masters and time-graded events, but performing really well. Yeah. Um, But clearly a dog that just loves to keep racing.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, those Masters races on Monday nights he competes in sometimes, they're tricky races. and He's still showing some really good form in those races. So um, Tony should be really proud of what he's been able to do with this greyhound um to keep it racing so long but also at the same time uh for greyhound as well he's a freak um he's an absolute freak we've never seen anything like him and um he just loves to be there as i said on the night the amount of times i see the greyhound curled up next to tony before a race before it goes out there and a the animal, the greyhound's just full of, um, you know, life. Yep. So, um, well done to Tony and Filthy Phantom. I think Battle Walk was very popular on the night as well, a good response from the room. And that video package put together um, was really clever by GRSA as well because it came across really well and it really showed what Filthy Phantom's been able to do over his time in racing.
0: Now, another person who got... Uh, rave reviews was your hosting on the night Lockie and not a lot of people know that you stepped in to fill the void of the whole night Yates who's on the sick list he's still on the sick list while you're in the dog cast today but um, it was going to be a sort of a shared role which works really well and at the last minute you stepped in you did a wonderful job and uh, I know you got plenty of good reviews afterwards
1: I loved it I was quite nervous going in but um, obviously I work with the trainers I work with the people involved with this organisation every day, so when I was up on stage seeing all those faces, it just felt like a normal day afterwards and I felt like I fell into the role quite quickly. So no, it was really good fun and it was great to be able to be up there and be up there for moments where the trainers were celebrating some of their biggest achievements and to be able to share that with them and ask them questions. And, yep. um, it was something I really enjoyed. So hopefully next year I can come back and do yep. the same thing. and. Um, yeah really really enjoyed it um, it was a great night It was my first one as well it was the first time I've ever seen the night so I was really impressed with how it was all put together and I think GRSA deserved to pack themselves on the back as well because the night was really well organized cool. excellent
0: it was a good night and the, they all turned out in their niceties as well so it was really great to see yeah. the industry um, celebrate um, the year that was 2022 yeah now also on the night um, we showed the Group 1 Australian Cup. And as you touched on, Tony wasn't in the room no. for Mully Magic. He was at the Meadows. And Victor Damien was sort of the flagship dog for SA at the moment, mm. running into interstate um, after winning um, through to the Australian Cup the week before. Um, we also had Captain Larry, owned by the Nine of Us Syndicate, who drew Bar- uh, Box 1, Victor Damien Box 7. The air got sucked out of the room a little bit when Victor Damien missed the kick a little bit. Talk us through the race. I mean, it was a big run. He ended up running third. Massive Uh, run. Talk us through
1: the race. Massive run. Um, Yeah, slow away. That cost him. Um, The wide draw, though, he stayed out wide. He showed that mid-race acceleration as usual. Probably didn't get a lot of luck during a run. He was pushed a little bit extra wide off the back straight. Um, But to run third in that calibre of race, it was a talented field. Obviously, a lot of prize money on the line as well. That early in his career, he's going to be winning one of those races soon enough. Um, We're already seeing him um, succeed over um, at Wentworth Park in Sydney with some of the performances he's putting over there. But, um, yeah, he's going to he's gonna win one of those big races in Melbourne sooner or later because uh, he's just that sort of greyhound. And the fact that he's doing these things so early in his career really shows what level he's on. And uh, he's definitely probably going to be the greatest greyhound Rasmussen's have ever had because yep. um, he's probably already done that already <laughs> in the early stages of his career because he's just been phenomenal.
0: Well, watching the race, and he is so young, which I think yeah. you can easily forget about. But I don't know if, if any of the, the higher Quality dogs like an Amaron boy or a Wow. She's fast. Could have yeah. missed a kick that way and then come around them. Those dogs will tend to go to the rail and and punch yeah. up through and get close. Victor Damien had to come all the way around. I don't. And if you watch the video yeah. of the replay in the back straight and how wide he was, I mm-hmm. mean to end up running third. Yeah, I'm just staggered by the effort. And it's, I mean, I'm really looking forward to him going back to Wentworth Park now. I think he's off to the golden Easter egg. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be big things for him. But I mean, you, you can't, cannot but be impressed by his performance.
1: The thing is with him, like, even if he does miss for kick, you know that he's just not going to linger at the tail end of the field and get his heart broken against better dogs. You yeah. know he's always going to chase hard, move around him, and show that mid race acceleration. And I think that's the thing for him. Yes, he missed for kick, but. At the same time, it wasn't a confidence destroying rung. He still made up a log of ground. He moved around the outside. Um, he showed a lot of closing speed at the second half of the race. So um, there's so many positives to take out of that rung. You've rang third after missing a kick mm. in a big Group 1 final. Uh, you can take that home with you and go, well, you know, yes, we didn't win, but at the same time, that is a massive performance. And I think that will fill him with a lot of confidence heading into Sydney, especially at Wentworth Park where he's already had success.
0: Well, he just touched off Captain Larry, and we should touch on Captain Larry, probably one of the most improved chasers in the land. Yeah. He was running around at Mount Gambier with Dave Peckham. He ran very fast at Mount Gambier, I think 29.4, which is very fast at the Mount, but came up a couple of times to the metro area and didn't have a lot of luck. Yeah. Um, He's ended up with with Purcells, I think, in Victoria. He's gone from strength to strength. And he was strong in the market from box one. And he got a little bit of a check into the yeah. back straight as well. And he did a really good job to run fourth.
1: Yeah, this Greyhound has been a big improver out of sight. I would never pick him. Yes, his rungs at Mount Gambier were very good. Uh, and uh, obviously, he struggled a little bit when he came here. But um, I would never pick him to improve the way he has. He's just improved out of sight. So... Well done to the Nine of Us syndicate, obviously having a great time with his yeah. greyhound. And uh, I think some of his best racing is still ahead of him because he's improving. And that was a big rung in a group one final as well. So it was great to see two SAO and greyhounds. Of course, one yeah. SA trained as well on a national scene like that, running a race as they did.
0: Yeah, terrific efforts uh, by all concerned. And um, to round out our, uh, our review of the week that was... Um the Gawler Breeders final, you called there on uh, last Sunday night over the yeah. 400 metres, the, the kick-off series, if you like, of the Howard Ashton for the for the 400-metre dogs and uh, Footloose Fever for Kim yes. Crowbridge. I think we touched on the show all the, last week. The Footloose dogs have really high acceleration. Yeah, they do. Uh, uh, the litter all have high speed. Yeah. This one went around at double-figure odds, though, and uh, and got the win. So it was, it was one it, of those
1: races where there was so much early speed to the inside of him that you thought, it probably couldn't leak, but um, there was a bit of interference early. Footloose fever go over, and it was a massive performance game from box six. Um, just found the front. Um, the others were bumping in behind, left out in front, and won quite easily in the end. So I was speaking to King after the race about this litter, because yeah. uh, obviously Footloose Dreamer ran third uh, on course there on Sunday Night Gawler, and he was speaking to me how he's not used to having a litter that shows so much early speed and probably... Uh, more preferred at the moment anyway because they're all early in their career uh, performing over a short course journey he yep. um, usually have dogs that are slower away but are strong late um, especially some of the other litters we've seen from him over the years um, a lot of his greyhounds are probably more preferred to racing over the 530 metre journey so um, it's bit something a bit different for him here um, but I think his greyhounds will eventually develop over the next mm. couple months to being some quality 530 metre dogs like you only have to look at a greyhound like he's on fire. Of course, this time last year, he would be running electric first splits yeah. to the uh, post for first time, but getting really tired late. And then all of a sudden, when he went to Sydney um, and was competing in a Million Dollar Chase series over there, you saw him slowly become more comfortable with running out that 500-meter journey. So I think we'll see the same from these greyhounds, these footloose greyhounds. Um probably not to the extent, but I think eventually they'll start to become more strong and more comfortable running out the 500-meter journey because they're uh, box speak, it's explosive. All of them, all of them are really good box performers. They jump well and that's proving very dangerous over the short course and I think we'll eventually see them get better over the five feet because, of course, Kenny, he's a good trainer. Yeah. Um, he knows what he's doing and he's always had some pretty good dogs over the years as well.
0: Well, that, I mean, they'll be heading towards Herald which is in May. So they're yeah. a couple of months away. So hopefully they build that strength in. Yeah. And um, no doubt they'll be uh, strong contenders when we get to that. But but um, a credit to, to Ken for taking out that feature race on Sunday night.
1: Yes, yes. Now, well done to him. And... Uh Obviously a big win there for Footloose Fever, and he got third with Footloose Dreamer as well. So to get first and third in a final is always a big achievement.
0: Oh, well, lucky! that's a look back at the effectively the week that was. Big week, wasn't and, it? Um, and <laughs> plenty to come on the show. We're going to be previewing the Murray Bridge Cup coming up uh, very soon. Yep. Also look at the launching pad tonight. Yep.
1: The Preview.
0: The Preview is brought to you by Dace Irrigation and Fodder. The Group 3 Murray Bridge Cup, which Lockie will be talking about very soon, the heat. Uh, But the final is going to be on Sunday the 12th of March. Uh, The gates open at 4.30pm. Trackside food, bar, live music, activities for the kids, entries, gold gold coin donation uh, to the Murray Bridge CFS. They always get a good crowd there on course for the final night.
1: They do, and we're going to be doing some straight track races as well on yeah, that yeah. cup night, which will be interesting. On the 12th of March, yeah. the, uh, the first two race on the program will be down the straight track. Yep, I really liked that last year because the camera angle showed the crowd in the background yeah. as well. It was really good to see. Um, we always get a good crowd up there for Murray Bridge on Cup Night, but locals always come out, and I'm sure it'll be no different this year. Hopefully we get a nice night weather-wise and yeah. a big crowd.
0: Well, anyone on course as well. Because you yeah. straight track, you're right next to the fence. I mean, you're, yeah. you're virtually touching the dogs on the straight track. Yeah. So it's a really good advent. We exactly. Do it, we do it early in the night because we know there's no lights on the straight track. Yep. Um, we're running heats this Tuesday yep. that will go into that final Sunday week. So the heats on this Tuesday will be some really nice Dogs going around in those heats that'll be heading to those finals on the Sunday night. Yeah. Now, Lockie, before we get into this Sunday night to talk about the big night, uh, heat of night heat, yeah. the, at the bridge, let's have a look at tonight. Uh, Angle Park, we've got an 11 race program. Uh, the highlights of the program are the three heats of the yeah. launching pad, races three, four, and five. Um, we had a look at the heats, and what do you make of the, I mean, the first heat race three? Uh, could be King um, Has been quite impressive For Ben Rawlings And Federal Flash um, For Dave Peckham Was a good run uh, Ran third here Last last start um, Has come back To the heat of the launching pad They're probably the main two In the first heat
1: Yeah, it's a very even race I thought this first heat All heats are quite even In fact, could be King Of course, taking up The Golagog Megan Series Final yeah. a couple of weeks back He has the runs on the board here at Angle Park as well. He's been up against some tricky competition recently. Tonight does look a bit easier for him. Um, Victor Kell, another greyhound who's been racing well for the Rasmussen team gets the draw. Hasn't won in a while but box one will suit him. Uh, Zipping Highland for Nicole Price has been racing well and as you mentioned, Federal Flash for Southeastern Visitor uh, looks a threat as well for Dave Peckham. So that uh, opening heat is going to be very intriguing. Um I reckon there's plenty of winning chances there. Um, could be King does look like a main danger though. Sure. I think um he's definitely I think he was named Greyhound to follow um, for yep. the month of February. Um so he's definitely gonna be one to follow for the future because he does have a lot of potential.
0: Now the second heat which is race four again quite an even heat some nice up and coming dogs. Um, Spartan Braves new to South yeah. Australia for Lockie Mill. Um, I'm wondering how you're going to go calling with Rolling Riot and Rage and Riot. <laughs> uh, hopefully I've got a tongue twister for you. Um, and obviously Rage and Riot for Rob McKellar's got some nice speed, so I imagine it'll be up near the lead, but probably the most even heat, would you think?
1: Yeah, um, I thought Raiden and Ride could win this. I think scoring its first win last start will fill it with confidence. Um, has plenty of early speed. Um, I think Spark and Brave is too much of an unknown here. Yeah. Um, it could come out and run a good time and win. But at the same time, I think it might need a little bit more time here in South Australia before it starts performing against a field like this. Um, Livet drawing off the inside, another Rasmussen runner that must be respected. Um, has been racing well, winning two of its last five. Um, and even Keen Rocker out wide I think he's the real smoky gear because yeah. um, he's been racing well for Rob Harness and uh, Box 8 a, a little bit of a concern but vacant box to its inside um, may be a danger from out there so this is another really even heat with all rungers in the race in single figures in the market.
0: Some nice up and, comings, uh, up and comers there so in race five is the final heat final chance to qualify for the final and Probably boxes one and two hold the key here. See yeah. my future. It's got picket fence form. Lockie's been going really well. And Agent 99 has, has come back from a, a bit of a break and yeah. a purple patch of form. It won its last two and going really well for Ben Rawlings.
1: It's going to be a very interesting race, this one. Obviously, we're down to the four rungers with a scratching of number six deployment. But um, see my future off the inside draw, I think, is the one to beat. Um, really impressed with how this Greyhound's running. Uh, obviously, last four wins have been really good. Um, he showed a lot of signs early in his career as well that he was going to be a nice Greyhound and he's really starting to put it together. So so i have make See My Future a special for tonight's the program. Start, yeah. Race 5, number one, See My Future. $1.75 at the moment, a little bit short, but I think he'll just be winning. And uh, that's no disrespect to Agent 99 either. I've been really impressed with what that Greyhound's been able to do yep. uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, winning its last two starts. But uh, See My Future, he's just been racing on another level. He has that angle park form on his side as well, which will help him. So, um, yeah, See My Future, my special for goodnight, Sean. And uh, yep. that wraps up the Heats of the Launching Pad. It's going to be a very interesting series, all even races tonight.
0: All even. The first two automatically qualify and then the two fastest thirds for yep. next week's final. And then the winner of the final um, will book their spot in the Launching Pad Heat, two weeks' time at Sandown after that. $400,000 series, so great that we'll have some SA um, representation. representation in the launching pad. Uh, um, I think it's a really good opportunity for these nice young dogs to, to work their way through to a group two series, which is what it was, very rich series, but it was group yep. two. Um, so yeah, the final next week will be outstanding, but looking forward to those heats tonight. Your best is race five. Number one, see my future for Tracy yep. Amos, as you've already touched on my best for tonight. Race eight, number seven, Molly Irish for Rob harness. Um, Molly Irish, uh, she got the job done for the dog cast followers a few weeks ago. We, yeah. we tipped her on top. she drew a bit closer to the rail, um, She's drawn seven, but I still think she's got that high speed, Lockie. She does, yeah. Not much speed around her. I think she'll just get a good run to the first turn and hopefully she can just cross over and she can run you know, 30, 40 out in the front. So I think it's yeah. hard to catch. I'm very concerned about Fantastic Radley and Basil Brush-Rose, two exciting yeah. cases who come from behind. Just not sure where they're going to get to in the run. I mean, yeah. For, For my sake, I hope they're a bit too far back Yeah. and Molly Irish is off and gone. But that's going to be a nice race, race eight tonight.
1: Yeah, definitely as a race call tonight, I'm going to be looking out for that closing speed of Fantastic Ragley and Basil Brush Rose. They will be storming home late. I think Fantastic Ragley after a run back as well, he'll be dangerous. But Molly Irish, um, she has been showing a little bit more burn in the second half of her race as well when she finds the front. So... Uh, there's nothing saying she probably couldn't hold those out either. But it's a very even race, at uh, last look of a quality race. 8 so it'll be very intriguing to see who comes out on top.
0: Well, let's hope race five, number one, and race eight, number seven. Get the job done for the Dog yep. followers tonight. Now, big night, Lockie. Sunday night, I know you're calling. Yeah. Group three heats, um, six heats um, on the program on Sunday night. Um, races two through to seven, and we'll... We'll have a look through them and it's going to be cutthroat as the winners go through and then the two fastest seconds and a couple of interstaters into the mix, but generally a, a lot of the Metro dogs, but our Metro performers at the bridge have been going really well.
1: Yes. And uh, a, lot, a lot of these dogs have uh, track and trip experience as well, yeah. which is the intriguing part. I mean,
0: I suppose in the first heat um, at the bridge on Sunday night race two, is it Mapunga Raider holds most of the key to this race um, yeah. for Tim Aloisi?
1: First look, I've got 4.55 here at Murray Bridge. Uh, Box 8 may be a minor concern, yep. but um, does have good early speed. And uh, Box 8, as I mentioned, maybe a little bit of a concern. But um, you look at its form compared to the other greyhounds in this race, you can tell yep. it's probably the one to beat in the first heat. And that's, um, that's just a plain look at this race, um, I think, uh, Mapunga Raider. Uh, is for one, but you have greyhounds like Sister Roberta, fantastic Kiri Banjo Bird, uh, Diesel Runner. All greyhounds who are racing well and yep. have experience at this track, so be an intriguing first heat. But Mapunga Raga will probably start favourite and be hard to beat if it brings its Angle Park form to Murray Bridge.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be the thread throughout these really yeah. strong heats. That there's plenty of depth, maybe one or two standouts, but there's a bit of an anomaly around Box Drawer and and bringing, as you said, mentioned, good form to the bridge. Yeah, exactly. And so then we look at the, the second heat, which is race three on the program. I think most of the, the key players come from the inside, I think, in this one. Locking mm. with Panorama for Ben Rawlings. Dark Compass has hit some nice form for Kia Hurley. Yeah. Lockenbar Kale for Dave Peckham. He's a good performer. He's raced at the, well at the bridge before. And then you get to Victor Lisa and Electra Teddy. So there's plenty of depth in this one.
1: I've been really impressed with Dark Compass as of late. Just been racing at Murray Bridge, racing well over the 455. Has a good PB of 2546 as well so if dark compass can bring some of that consistent murray bridge form to the cup heat it's going to be dangerous um panorama drawing off the Song has been racing well recently as well for ben rawlings as you mentioned uh lochenvar cahill victor lisa they all must be considered Electra teddy only recently coming back to south australia was a bit flat last yeah. week at Gawler, but um, if he can bring some of his old form as well for Jason Dolan, he's going to be in the mix as well. So it's a very interesting race, that second heat, but I agree with you. Looking at that race, I think um, most of the winning chances come from the inside, one, two, three, four.
0: Okay, well, the third heat, um, again, a really strong heat here. We've got a Victor Kurt drawn two for Lisa Rasmussen. Geez, hasn't Victor Kurt um, come on? Yes. And, 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 some of the metro races around Angle Park, really taking the next steps, a really genuine open company. He, he's like,
1: always over the Oggs as well. Yeah. That's one thing I find out about Victor Kurt. Um, if he's in a race where it's there's a few like decent dogs in it, he's always around 6 or $7 and he finds ways to win those yep. sorts of races. So um, the bookie's always quite generous with him and uh, he goes up at a decent price and he finds ways to win. He's improved out of sight um, over the last couple of months. So um, he's definitely going to be a threat in this sort of heat.
0: Well, he's he's taken on Razzle Daryl, which has yep. gone good at Murray Bridge. We know won the John Gray final as well for Paul yep. Raymond. Tom Keeping for Matt Lanigan comes back. Um, had a good look last uh, last Friday in the morning yep. meeting um, at um, at the Murray Bridge track. A really nice run. And Federal Outlaw for the Rawlings team, first up from Victoria, has to be hugely respected off the inside.
1: There's a few first up greyhounds coming over from state, which is going to make these heats interesting, especially when it comes to doing form, obviously. Yeah uh rulings is no stranger to having a greyhound coming from the and winning first up especially from box one as well um so he'll be dangerous federal outlaw um but looking at this race i think Victor Kurt um, has the best PB going in, um, has been racing really well over the last couple of months, has been a big improver and gets that draw of Box 2, which will make him dangerous. Uh, But Tom Keeping running 25.50 here uh, at Murray Bridge last start for Matthew Lundigan, that's going to be a massive threat. Uh, Box 8, a little bit of a concern, but, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting at running to the first turn to see who jostles for position and who ends up on top because I think I'll really decide the race here.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, race five will be the fourth heat, and hopefully our finalists will be coming to light as to who what, yeah. a, what a great final it will be. And Ravers Army, uh, as you mentioned, did run quick time over the 595. Again, goes to Murray Bridge the first time, like his kennel mate, uh, Mapunga Raider, uh, holds the keys drawn three. But there's plenty of speed out wider with Victor Marley. She won the Oaks at mm. Murray Bridge. Mr. Ticket, if he could recapture some of his very best form at the bridge, I think he's a good one-turn dog. And... Hot Sky. I mean, yeah not Hot Sky come on? It's run, been running through juveniles, some string a lot of wins together. But maybe the class might tell in this heat. But what was your thoughts around this one? A
1: yeah, bit of a step up in distance for Hot Sky as well. But um, recent form has been very good. Um, Raver's Army is going to be an intriguing one here. A okay. bit of a step down in distance for Raver's Army, but at the same time has been racing extremely well over the middle distances at uh, Angle Park over the 595, and Gula over the 643 metres as well. So um, he does possess early speed, but obviously the Greyhound's going to be a little bit quicker over this shorter journey. So it'll be intriguing to see how he runs. Um, This is a very even heat for me. Victor Marley, she's the uh, question mark if she can bring her best run, she had no luck last start at Goula and yeah. she did well to run fourth in that Goula um final. If she can bring her best performance and go to the top well, actually can and run a decent race out in front, then she's going to be one to uh, run down. But it all depends on what she does. So um, for me, it's between the three Ravers Army and the six Victor Marley. Yep. Um, but Ravers Army, question mark with the distance and Victor Marley as well if she can bring her best run, because she's been being being a bit up and down as of late.
0: Well, it doesn't get much easier when we get to the next <laughs> heat um, because we've got Kinson Bale for Vadim Ross out of the six and Mars Avenger out of the eight for Jack Trengo, both first up into SA with really strong interstate form. Mm going to be hard lucky to line up and then you add into the mix fantastic dixie off the one and victor tony off the two and a dog that i've got a fair bit of time for mr banjo for tracy prices journeyed up from the southeast and it's a really a really quick dog over the shorter journey so um Again, I think this one's going to be really hard to line up. Longer. Yes,
1: um, I'm a bit suspect about uh, Kinton Bale and Master Avenger. It'll be intriguing to see how they go. Yeah. First up here in South Australia, and I think if there's anything wrong with those two, Fantastic Dixie should be good enough to win this from the yeah. inside draw. PB of 25.44. that inside box is going to suit her down to a T. So I think um, if Fantastic Dixie brings her best run with two dogs who haven't looked at the track yet, um, in race conditions, then um, she's going to be the one to beat.
0: Okay. Well, the final heat, Lockie, of uh, was race seven on the program due to go at six forty-seven. Uh, San Lorenzo off the inside um, has been running over the staying trip, but has gone good time at the bridge over, I think, five thirty meters. It's been yep. really fast. Uh, takes on the likes of, um, you know, Paramount State. Self Control comes back for Matt Lanigan again. Had a look last week and should be improved by the run chica b road good luck yeah. saying that one during the race call Lockie. for ben rawlings another one first up Be from south wales <laughs> and bernardo bowl i mean i like bernardo bowl yeah it does like to get to the rail and has been going around in a lot of our sort of um age-restricted feature races yeah in the late. and is another strong heat you know to uh to, to weigh up where, where were you looking at here
1: looking at early speak from Bernardo Boll, if he can get over to the rail early, which I think he's a chance of doing, then he'll run a much better race out in front. But the question mark is with him, I think, is always the last 50 metres. He's been winging over the 531 at Goula against trickier fields. Oh, sorry, not trickier fields, easier fields, I should say. Yeah. And this is trickier for him. So um he's in on, on a couple of occasions at Goula over the 531. He's not going to be able to do that here. So be intriguing to see how he goes if he hits the front early. I think self-control, number five, can improve off that run last week. Uh, you look at some of its form in Victoria and its overall record, it looks quite impressive. Box five, a little bit of a concern, but Matthew Langegan, he doesn't stuff around um if he can get this dog performing like it has in Victoria at Murray Bridge, then it's going to be a threat. And Okachubia Road, yeah. um, it's going to be an intriguing one to pronounce on the night. Uh, Box A for Ben Rawlings, obviously a impressive record state, as you mentioned. So it's going to be interesting, but I think self-control yeah. um, is the danger greyhound for me. I think if he can improve off that rung, get a little bit better and show some of that Victorian form, uh, then he's the one to beat. But it all comes down to what Bernardo Ball does as well if he's going to lead early.
0: Yeah. Well, Lockie, thanks very much for that in-depth analysis of Sunday night and yeah. the Cup Heats. Now, I won't push you for a best bout. I know you got to yeah. go through it all, but... Um for anyone Lockie's calling on Sunday night, so I'm sure they'll be going yep. through the tab app to get your best bets for the night.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll we'll have some we'll do a little bit more in depth work on the form during over the weekend, studying the markets as well and see if we can come up with the best bet for someone on uh, Sunday night at Murray Bridge. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's gonna be a massive twelve race program there. I'm looking forward to calling the cup heats as well. And hopefully we can get a big crowd out for yeah. the cup final as well. I'm yeah, looking the, forward. The 12th to being, of March. It's yeah. always a
0: good night out there at the bridge. And you I know, encourage anyone who hasn't been before, get there. It's good yeah. racing. As you mentioned, straight track and one-turn racing. Yeah. Um, unusual that we can do both types of races at the one meeting. So it's certainly a, a night not to be missed.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, it's also great to see those two races um, on display for the public. And yeah. um, those two different sorts of uh, races, straight track and one-turn racing. Um and of course, they always do a great night for club GRSA as well, organising a night. Uh, plenty of stuff will be happening, obviously off track as well. So hopefully we can get as many people as possible, the locals, come out. And if you're listening here in Agalega as well, make sure you make a trip up the freeway because it should be a good night.
0: Well, Lockie, thank you very much for your time today on the no show. Um, good calling tonight as well at Angle Park. Thank you. Um, hopefully your best bet comes in. Yeah. Hopefully mine does too. By the way. <laughs> um, and thanks. We'll see who has
1: bragging rights. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> And thanks to everyone also for tuning on today's edition of the Dogcast. Hopefully see everyone at the track, um, if not tonight, on Sunday night, and we'll see everyone in the future.
1: Thanks, Sean. Thank you, everyone.